listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Hope you had a better day than, you know, yesterday. And hope everything is going well with you. I mentioned a special guest. We'll be joined by ESPN's June Lee, who has an interesting article that's on ESPN.com about Tim Anderson and Lucas Giolitti who are members of the Chicago White Sox. Tim Anderson, African-American. Lucas Giolito, not. And how they get along and how they are having conversation, which is something that, as we move forward, is something that we need to do. So look forward to chatting with him about them at the bottom of the hour here on 98.7 ESPN. So it looks as though the NBA is back. It looks as though the NBA, according to our Adrian Wojnarowski, the League of Board of Governors 12.30 p.m. conference call manana with the intention of approving a plan for a 22-team return to play in Orlando. Each of the 22 teams will play eight regular season games for seeding purposes for the playoffs. Joining the 16 current playoff teams in Orlando will be the Pelicans, Trailblazers, Suns, Kings, and Spurs in the West, along with the Wizards in the East. Now, this is once again sources telling Woj. Now, there could be a play-in tournament for the number eight seed in each conference. In that case, the number eight seed enters a double elimination tournament and the number nine seed a single elimination tournament. Okay. All well and good. Happy. Hey, basketball's back. Hold up. What exactly is going on here? Well, the NBA and Players Union are negotiating details of the return to play safety protocols. Now, the NBA is planning to have uniform daily testing for the coronavirus within the Disney campus environment. So if a player tests positive for the virus, the league's intent would be to remove that player from the team to quarantine and treat individually and continue to test the other team members as they play on. While players and coaches will be allowed to golf or eat at outdoor restaurants, they will also need to maintain social distancing. This according to our Ramona Shelburne. Disney Resort employees will have to maintain similar protocols. Now, among the eight teams left out of the format, several, of course, are disappointed and concerned about how a nine-month window between games impacts them competitively and financially. So here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line, right, ladies and gentlemen? Whether we're talking NHL, whether we're talking NBA, whether we're talking Major League Baseball, we're talking about money. And money is involved in all these issues. There's an old saying in contractual deals in sports, follow the money. And here's the deal here. It's about following the money. And so we understand, and we've spoken about it a lot here on 98.7, and not just I, that... The reason they want to add these extra games and these extra teams are very simple because they want to make sure that everybody plays at least 70 games. So the regional sports networks, you know, the SNYs, the yeses, the MSGs through broadcast basketball games locally in their respective areas get paid. They are guaranteed money for 70 games guaranteed. So 
That's why you have the extra teams. That's why you want to have this play in, you know, five games of to get everybody ready before we go into the, okay. Yeah. Right. Sure. Now, obviously how we're, how we're dealing with the coronavirus is interesting. And you just hope that throughout this, this whole situation that goes on with all the sports that are coming back, when the NHL comes back, obviously when the NBA comes back, all eyes are going to be on how do we deal with the first player that tests positive with the COVID-19 virus and the effect that it has with everybody else. The last thing you want is in the postseason, in the playoffs, for you to have somebody get the virus and affect not only their team, but the opposing team. That would be tragedy. And obviously it would set everything back. But they're doing everything they can to put things in place to make sure that they make the situation as safe as possible. They're limiting the travel, obviously, because everybody's going to be in Orlando. They're limiting the access to various people. You're going to have social distancing. And so they're doing as best they can to try to get and and resume the NBA season. The other issue going on here is obviously the teams that were left out and their concern about we haven't played since March. And one of the rumors that came out of Woj's uh, statements and reports, I think it was yesterday or the day before was that they were talking about the seventh game starting in October. I think October 12th, seventh game of an NBA final would start October 12th. So excuse me, when are you thinking about starting the next season? Obviously not two weeks later. Would it be November? Would it be December? Would it be Christmas Day? Would you give the playoff teams a two-month hiatus and then start again? Would it be January 1? When are you having the draft? Now, there's some thought that draft and free agency would be the same day or at least a few days from October 12th. And if now you've gotten a ninth place team to play in and they make the postseason, how does that affect the ping pong balls? How does that affect a team who normally would not be in the playoffs, but who, if there is a play in tournament gets into the playoffs, you can't reward them with a, a lottery pick because they went to the postseason. So there's other things that have to be worked out here. There's no question about that, but it's, it, it's just, it's what the NBA, it's what the NHL, it's what major league baseball in a small way <laughs> is trying to do to pick up their season. And in baseball's situation, obviously to begin their season. So it is obviously interesting to see where the NBA goes. That leads us to our Twitter poll question at hardest the ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore seven FM. How do you feel about the return of the NBA? Is it too soon? Is it too many teams? Are you just so happy to have ball back? Oh, we got hoops, baby. 
or you don't care. You don't care because of what's going on. You don't care because, you know, it's, it's just, it just doesn't feel right. You don't care for whatever reason. Those are your four options. Please feel free to weigh in on Twitter at the aforementioned handles and on the phones at 1-800-919-3776. Also today, and we'll talk more about it in top stories. Drew Brees made a statement calling for unity, but will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag. And once again, here's the similarity and and what you kind of lose in communication, you kind of lose in in conversation, you just you're just not getting it. <laughs> you're just not getting it. Okay? Here's the bottom line, Drew. The bottom line is this. Nobody was disrespecting the flag. Drew, haven't you got this? This is not new. This is, what, three, four years ago now? Drew, nobody was disrespecting the flag. As a matter of fact, it was Colin Kaepernick's conversation with a former veteran who understood what Colin Kaepernick was trying to do to bring attention to the very thing that we have people protesting in the streets of our city and around the world. Now, it's about those few bad police doing bad things to unarmed African-American people usually African-American men. And so there was no disrespect to the flag. The flag was not being disrespected. It was, it was done so that people would see the attention. It would, it was an attention grabber. It was, why is he kneeling? And so when you ask, why did you kneel? There was the response. He would then explain at no time was there, Disrespect to the flag. Once again, it's what the looting and, and the riots do. They steal the message of what's trying to be done. Once again, nobody is condoning looting and violence. Nobody. Nobody. And these are the reasons why. Because not only is it wrong, but it takes the message and focus away from what happens as to why the protesters are protesting. It's as the reason why Colin Kaepernick was on one knee. That's the reason. And for me, I was really, really uh, disappointed because I would have thought that by now, People would get it. Uh, once again, to further talk about Drew Brees' comments, he also said, I also stand with my grandfathers who risked their lives for this country and countless other military men and women who do it on a daily basis. As if to infer that no people of color do that. Drew, come on. You're better than that. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
Your thoughts on our Twitter poll question tonight. It's about the return of the NBA. How do you feel about it? Is it too soon? Too many teams? You're so happy or you don't care? Uh, there's some interesting poll numbers here. It, it really is interesting. We'll talk about the early voting in a couple of minutes. Right now, let's get to you on the phones. Let's begin with Buddha in the Bronx. Buddha, you're up first on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, what's going on, big bro? What's up, Buddha? Listen, we had a little rain tonight, so that'll stop some of that loot and stuff. That's pretty good. You know, um, man, listen. <laughs> uh, two quotes, man. With, Van, with Vic Fangio, I'm going to be honest with you. His thing was more annoying to me than Drew Brees. He mm-hmm. was doing that. Like, remember when Bruce Lee was talking to the, to the Australian dude about the art of fighting without fighting? Yes. On the edge of the dragon? Yes. He was doing the art of saying something without saying it. Dude, if you don't like the protests, whether they're violent or inviolent, whatever it is, just speak your peace. Like, I respect you more for that. Mm-hmm. I respect Drew Brees for what he said. Now, I disagree with him 25,000%, but I respect the fact that he stuck to his guns that's what he believes, and he's not trying to fool anybody. You know what I mean? A lot of times it's our fault. You know, just because somebody gives to charities and they do goodwill, it doesn't mean that they identify with your struggle or really identify with you as a person, man. Mm-hmm. You know, they got two officers that go to Sylvia's. You know what I'm saying? From Massachusetts, Ohio. You go down to Sylvia's, have your nice soul food meal. Then they stop at 163rd Street to see the um, street art of my brother, Big Pun. That don't mean that they really identify with, 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 with um, you as a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, I said it before. You know, everybody loves our rhythm, but nobody don't want our blues. Yeah. You know, it is what it is, man. But um, on another note, man, you know, uh, uh, the protest, you know, whether people want to admit it or not, and then also the response from the government, it's having an impact because yeah. charges being upgraded to second-degree murder for that scene and then the other folks finally getting charged and, and arrested. I mean, listen, that 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 would not have happened if people would have sat down and been quiet, like like as they always been. And you know, like we had discussed before, mm-hmm. this seems like something different. But you know what? I'm, I'm gonna tell you something else. I'm gonna get off quick because I know you got a lot of people on tonight. There's one more thing that bothers me, man. You know okay. that we don't talk about, and I gotta keep it a stack. I can't be going at Drew Brees or this person, that person, and I don't go behind the people in my community that that are not really, you know, haven't been doing or whatever, you know, they, they need to learn something too. Mm-hmm. You got Nike, you know what I'm saying, those culture thieves, and, and your boy MJ, listen, this is a good time for you to reflect on the price of those sneakers and the way you distribute, you know, distribute them with um these special days where you have all these kids line up for sneakers mm-hmm. with a story that's 10, Meanwhile, you know, the, 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 the Jukes boys is outside waiting to hurt somebody's children over yeah. some sneakers that cost 250 bucks. You know what? I don't want to hear about what you donated to. Same thing like with Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about what you donated to. Or, you know, uh, the, the, the Harvey Gantt thing, it, it was what it was. This is your time, brother. You know, you, Tiger Woods, all you guys that was in the closet, cowering, not ready to say nothing, not really being about nothing. I don't really see statements mean nothing. What you're going to do is what it is. And, and they need to, they need to assess that because, because that stuff hurts the community uh, as well. Yep. It's true. You're right, Buddha. You're right. Thanks for the phone call. Frank is in Jersey. Hey, Frank, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, how's it going there, Larry? Everything's uh, good, Frank. Drew Brees. Um, Drew Brees, 
First of all, he's reverting back to the flag. The flag was not an issue. I don't know where Drew's been for the last week, but uh, it has something to do with four cops murdering a young man. Um, reverting back to the flag, I, yeah, he, he's obvious. If he doesn't see it, he's part of the uh, problem, not part of the solution. That's it. Thank you. Have a good night. All right, Frank. Thanks for checking in. Look, it's once again in in that situation and – you do have to take your hat off to him in one sense because you respect that he's sticking to his guns. On the other side of it, you're, you're kind of disappointed and, and a little frustrated because that's what you're trying to change. Okay, that's what you, you want to do. That's where you, you see what's going on and you're looking and you're saying, okay, yeah, all right, no, no, this is wrong. But, you know, once again, uh, about that flag, no, 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 no. No, we're not talking about the flag. Okay, that's that's not what we're talking about now. What we're talking about now is this situation here. This supersedes that. What it does is, and the reason this came out again was because LeBron sent out a tweet to say, now to paraphrase it, now you understand why he knelt. Okay, this is what they this is what the issue that brought that type of what to do. How can we bring this as athletes, how can we bring this to attention? How can we bring this so people understand what's going on? How can we make this bigger? How can, how can we help us to make sure that people understand? Not because we already know in our community, but everybody else may not understand. Everybody else may not know how, how this is. Well, after these videos of this situation that cost Mr. Floyd his life, everybody knows. I mean, there are protests all over the world. And yes, the charges have been increased and the other three officers were arrested. So that is a positive. That's a step towards justice. But you still have to have the trial. And you still have to have a jury come to a conviction. So where we are now, it's a positive. No question about it. It's a positive. Because it's, you're starting to see due process. That's what, that's what the justice system is supposed to be about, right? It's supposed to be about due process. You do the crime, you do the time. We'll see where it goes from there. We'll see. Our Twitter poll question, and I mentioned the early numbers are fascinating to me. Okay, it's fascinating. Uh, the question, how do you feel about the return of the NBA? Options too soon. Nobody says it's too soon. <laughs> All right, so so right now, too soon is got no no support. So we all get that it's not too soon. At least that's what the poll says. Now, I'm sure there's people who will tell you it's a little early. We're not sure we're ready. But too soon is not an issue. 5.6% say too many teams. And I was wondering, uh, the Knicks obviously are not in the uh, postseason. Okay, so they will be one of the lottery teams. And I was reading somewhere, I think, uh, uh, on Twitter, Hoops Rumor had them listed as a 9% chance of getting the number one pick and something like tw- in the 20s of getting seven and eight, which would, as a Nick man, would be par, right? It would be par. But I just thought too many teams, 22 teams. For me, if you want to maintain uh, a better option of keeping 
you know, the option, the, the, the idea of having the COVID-19 virus down, it's four less teams. You know, that's about what? 48, 50 less players you have to worry about and coaches and staff that you have to worry about affecting possibly somebody else. But, you know, too many teams has 5.6%. So happy as you would think, as our producer Giselle said, we'll be running away. Everybody's so hell, the NBA <laughs> celebration time. 37% of you say you don't care. 37%. That's interesting to me. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. How do you feel about the return of the NBA? Is it too soon? Are there too many teams? You're just so happy or you just don't care. 51 and a half percent of you are so happy. 38 and the third percent of you don't care. 7.1% say too many teams and 3.1% say it is too soon. Be true to life. Larry, they need to do something for the other eight teams. It will be too long before they get to play ball again. Guys on those teams want jobs next year. It is unfair to keep them out of scouts and teams exact eye so long when they have to decide who to sign for next year. And he uh, continues, if the NBA does only 20 to 22 teams in Orlando, then would you be in favor of the other eight or 10 would be able to have their own little tournament in the different location and the winners top one to four get to add to their odds in the lottery that could give them better position and something to play for. That's a fascinating thought. Uh, but I think what's going to hinder that is the mere fact of the, the virus. They're really trying to limit the amount of teams. That's why they didn't bring a whole lot of teams back. That's why all the teams aren't coming back to finish the season. And that's also one of the reasons why the general managers only wanted 16 teams to come back. Now, a few general managers. Now, obviously, with the regional situation and the money and all the other stuff that's coming in, that is a factor as well. But... uh what these folks are going to have to go on are what they were able to do during the regular season. People will understand about the short season, about the pandemic. They will make adjustments. They will have the various summer leagues, and there's going to be, you know what, there's going to be a lot of veterans in some of these summer leagues. There's going to be, you know, uh, agents trying to work out camps and, and visits for their players, almost like their, um, you know, almost like their college kids. So I think that's what you're going to see as we move forward. But uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting point. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. Trey, you're next on 98.7. Larry. What's up, Trey? Uh, developing, developing. Okay, I hear that. Developing. What's up with you? I'm okay, thank you, sir. Doing well. Doing well. Good. Good. All right, so you ready to go to work? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Hoboken University Medical Center is our hospital that we are shouting out tonight for the fine work that they have done during this COVID-19 pandemic, continue to do, did before the pandemic, and will continue to do after. And as we prepare for what's sure to be another wave, unfortunately, Trey, but they have made the sacrifices and they've done some great work in getting people in and out and helping them and just doing a phenomenal job. So we shout them out and give them kudos tonight. Cool, cool. And I'll second everything you just said because this this ain't over. You know nope. what I'm saying? This is not over. And I wanna um quickly say shout out to everybody that shows us love Twitter too. 
you know, by what yes. we do. I mean, this is this is easy what we do. The hard work is those guys out there. That's right. <clears throat> and again, um, I definitely got to shout out to the MTA workers who definitely deserve hazard pay for what the hell they do. They lost 120 people to yeah. this pandemic, and it has to be recognized. Nobody is right. saying that, that that's 120 souls, that's 120 families affected by this pandemic. And if they don't get recognized, man, they're going to make me come up to New York in the car and if we got to recognize something. Because it's ridiculous. They got to right. recognize they have to. They have, right. it, is, it, it is deplorable. It is deplorable that what's going on is deplorable, man. They got to fix that. New York is better than that. We got to be better for our NTA work. They get people to work every day, man. You, do you understand how hard that is? Yes, you I do. Do you understand the sacrifice that is, Larry? It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, so it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes me mad. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand that. But all right, we're gonna go to we're gonna stay in my borough of Brooklyn. We're gonna go and I, I like what you did last week, so I wanted to piggyback on that with the first response to urgent care. Mm-hmm. And they, they got one out there uh in Brooklyn on Belmont Ave and they're doing great work out there helping people that you know, like you know, in our communities, Larry, that are a little underserved and a little underprivileged, man, and they need help too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. These are people who live, you know, might be a little uncomfortable, man, you know, bigger families, if you know what I mean, in smaller spaces. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and, and, you know, you know, it has to be recognized, Larry. You know, I know, it's, you know, you know, we, we, we do what we can, but the, but the, the, the little man has to be recognized, too. So That's I right. wanted to shout Absolutely. out shout out the first response urgent care on Belmont. Ave. So shout out to y'all. I want to thank Excellent. y'all for all the work y'all do. Perfect. Keep up the great work. Larry, Larry, Larry. We, mm-hmm. I think, think, I think we found him. I think we found him, Larry. All right. I've been wanting to talk to you all day, all day. Tyrese Maxey. Okay. University of Kentucky. Okay. 6'3". Uh-huh. 198. Uh-huh. 6'6 six, six wingspan. Larry, he gets to the basket. Right hand, left hand. The thing I like about this guard more than anything, defense. His defense and defensive IQ is at least at a 90% for me from what I've seen in case. Wow. He, he has. And guess, guess, guess who had? Guess what kind of blood he has in him? He has, What's that? He has, he has Patrick Beverly blood, Larry. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, Every, oh, oh, everybody oh. doesn't have Patrick Beverly blood on defense. No, they don't. No, no, they don't. no, he's a pesky get on your nerve guard. He is pesky, and he gets up in you. Pause. He gets up in you. He 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 is very tenacious. He's creative with the ball uh, mm-hmm. on the offensive end. Uh, like I said, can use both hands. He's got a little runner. He's got a little Jalen, a little runner. Um, he has to get better. You know how when Chris Paul comes off the pick and he kind of looks behind him and then he gets that separation and hits that little jumper in the lane? Yes, yes. He needs to, if he can develop that, he will be a very dynamic guard. He's going to put you in the, the mind frame of a, like a George Hill, uh, a, a, a splash of Jordan Clarkson. The athleticism is Jordan Clarkson, but mm-hmm. again, he can get to the cup. Okay. And he plays defense. If you could put him and Frank on the floor at the same time, you would have balance at the guard position, but a slight overbalance in defense because Frank can play and this kid can play. Uh-huh. And you put them on the floor together, they're going to stop some people. Okay. Larry, so, so that means my front line's play. got to score. That's all that means. Yeah, absolutely. That's and, 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 and the way this kid gets shots up, those opportunities are going to come. Now, I think that the Knicks would be able to land him, and this is how this could happen. If we have to go Wiseman or Toppin at the top of the draft, mm-hmm. like say the guards that we that we really, really want are gone, 
Mm-hmm. We could probably pick this kid up because that one of those uh, Dallas picks is what in like the twenties or something. It's going to be like that. I believe right? so. 20, yeah. 21. Yeah. Okay. Especially this kid, now. That's where this kid. <laughs> that's where this kid is going to be. Mm-hmm. Unless you know, and I mean, we're only going off tape lag because I don't know about a combine and nothing like that for right, these kids right. now, right? So I think they're going to yeah. go off the tape. And if you're going off the tape, Larry, he'll be around and he'll be around right after the lottery, man. About that nineteen twenty. And mm-hmm. if they want to use one of those picks. This would be a value pick, I'm telling you. I like the way he moves his feet, both hands. He's a shot-blocking guard, Larry. He mm. is that pesky that he gets up in the guard to where he's blocking shots. He hustles. And another thing that he does, Larry, he hustles his hands without fouling. Larry, he doesn't foul people. That's what we need. That's what we, we need discipline. We need yeah. discipline. Drew Brees is a clown, Larry. And, yeah. and mess around with Ed Reed. Ed Reed go give back that mustard-colored jacket and come put them pads back on and go play with Tom down there in Tampa just to get a piece of just to get a piece of Breeze twice a year. You know that was clown what he said right there, and he knows it. That was straight clown shoes right there to take word from my man Don LaGreca. That was clown shoes right there. He knows it. He knows it. And now and now you're going to lose some fans because uh, there's a weird pigment that goes on with a lot of fans down in Louisiana. And mm-hmm. I think you just pissed them off a lot. So congratulations, yeah. Drew Brees. <laughs> what a clown. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Thank, thank, thanks no, for the call, Trey. Thanks for the call. Oh, man. If you have a small business trying to get the word out that you're still serving the community, please let us know. We've had over 350 local businesses reach out, and we're still sharing their messages. Send an email to 987ESPN at gmail.com. Let us know your story so we can pass the word along to our listeners. Again, that's 987ESPN at gmail.com. Like the Vintage Wine Bar and Bistro. Take out delivery curbside. They've got it. Open seven days a week from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. For takeout, delivery, and curbside, all bottles of wine now half off. Where are they? 185 Main Street in Farmingdale, New York. Call them. 516-586-8833. 516-586-8833. That is the really frustrating thing about Drew Brees in this scenario. And what's interesting is, and listen, give him credit. He is a person that has done phenomenal work in the area of in New Orleans. He is a guy who has given his time. He's a guy who has done yeoman's work there. He's a guy who's been available. He's donated his time. He's donated his money. He's done excellent work. We will give him that. But to make the comments that he made, which are just off base. We're not, we're, we're not even talking about that. He just wanted to make sure that we knew how he felt about that information. And it, it's just, it, it's just so out of place at, at this point when we're, when we are trying to have a new conversation. Okay. And if anything, and I'm not telling him what to say or what he should have said, but here would have been a little, Here's what would have been a little more palatable, okay, is to say, you know, that's how I felt then. And I still respect what my grandparents were able to do. But you know what? I have to look at things a little differently after what I've seen today. I have to reevaluate. Let me go back and reevaluate. Let me go back and say, you know what? I, I got to look at this again because I this is nothing I've ever seen. I mean, you're looking at an event that people that has caused people to change 
and people to say, you know what, this is enough. So if you felt a different way, if it didn't, if it was like, if it didn't mean as much to you, if you didn't take it as seriously, however you felt differently, it's okay to look at this scenario and say, look at this situation, this tragedy and say, wow, I really got to sit back and reevaluate me, how I think, how I act. We all do. We all do how we're interacting with people, what we stand for, what we hear, uh, how we have to conversate, how we have to listen more and have conversations. We all have to take a real hard look at us and what we do and how we operate and the folks we deal with and those, and those interactions and those conversations. And that's what will lead to the change along with voting and along with, you know, reform and along with all the other things. But as far as what we can do as individuals, it's about reaching out, having conversations. That's important. It's important. It's part of a master game plan. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.